just six bucks. Sounds really good, doesn't it? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Critics everywhere agree. Yeah. The Lost City is a hilarious adventure. Oh, yeah. That is pretty awesome. Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock are comedic gold. This is not a situation you can get out of by ripping your shirt off. That's debatable. The Lost City theaters tomorrow. Ready PG-13. Okay, so we're here with Sandy Brodsky, my good Hi. friend. Hi. And Erica as well. This is Yvette. And, um, and, it- <laughs> and we're just going to talk a little bit with Sandy. Um, Sandy is a former real estate attorney who gave it all up to become a stay-at-home mom. In addition yeah. to caring for her husband and now 12-year-old son, genius son, she's become a volunteer extraordinary. Putting her time between swim team and home and school, the PA equivalent of PTA or PTO. Since she drops in her PJs, she goes back, she goes back to bed after dropping her son off at school every morning. She hates a grocery shop, loves to cook, and her favorite pastime is to fold laundry while binge watching just about anything. She's a lifelong Yankees fan. Yes, New York. <laughs> Surrounded by silly Philly fans. Her favorite color is green. And summer is her favorite season because that's when she can go to the town pool. Just like it's her job. I love summer too. Me too. <laughs> she is always looking for opportunities to learn and try things. She lovingly remembers the years. She and her son remembers of the Please Touch Me Sam in Philly, but they can be found for almost every Monday, which is true. She thinks of them as the good old days. She finally remembers all the wonderful purple people, especially Yvette from the Digger Machine. Through the magic of Facebook, she and Yvette remains friends. Sandy has great hopes that Yvette will become a big Broadway star. And the most person she will ever know. <laughs> Thank you. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I can't wait. Well, you have to come to the next one. <laughs> I promise. You I promise. promise we'll be. We'll okay. be standing there by the stage door with our playbills so that you can autograph them. Yeah, you can come in. You can come in backstage and walk around. Oh my god, that'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just oh. I just would have to put your name on this list and then you know, you just come to the back door, they call your name and you come in and say You t- you tell me when and where and we will move heaven and earth to make it happen. Uh-huh. I'm working on my agents with that, so hopefully. I know you. I know you are. I know you yeah. are. I'm so. I'm really so, so very, in awe of you for for just following your dream and pursuing it with everything you've got, and it's just so inspiring. Oh, thank you. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cindy. So let's talk about you. So how did you make this jump from? Big time real estate attorney to uh, mom extraordinaire. Well, because juggling the two proved to be impossible. Um, it's really hard. It, the kind of work I was doing was very much almost like I was 
available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, I had a lot of clients in different time zones. I had a lot of clients who were paying outrageous amounts of money to my firm, not just for my services, but for services of other attorneys in the firm who expected like gold glove service, anything they wanted, whenever they wanted, it's going to happen. It's going to appear. Um, I, I strongly remember having a three hour Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving weekend because I had 250 lease abstracts to do in in the four day weekend, you know, the, the Thursday to, sat, to Sunday, excuse me. And I budgeted myself three hours, three hours to have dinner and have fun, but the rest of the weekend I worked. And um, when I got married, it kind of was okay, but not great. Um, when I had Max, oh my heavens. It just, it was no longer a working dynamic. Um, it was just too much. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't give the proper attention to my job. I couldn't, I could, I, you know, here's this little kid who's only going to be little for so long and I can't pay attention to him and mm -hmm. enjoy him. Something had to give. And unfortunately it was working that gave, um, but that's okay. Cause childcare is like exorbitantly expensive. Oh my God. It's like, 1200 bucks. it's like 1200 bucks a month. Oh it's like God. a lot of money. It's almost like you're um, well, yeah. It's like you're working to pay for the childcare so that you can work. And it's kind of like when you think about it, you're like, why am I doing this? This is stupid. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, so I I did. I stopped and I and like you said, we just we had so much fun. Oh my God. We had please touch museums on Mondays and Tuesday, I think was library day and mm -hmm. Wednesday. I don't know. There'd always be stuff to do. You go to the farms around here. They all have like, they call it agritainment. You know, they, they have hay mazes and, and apple picking and berry picking and hay rides and petting zoos and all that other stuff. We would go to parks one day. There's so many like playgrounds and stuff where we live. Mm -hmm. um, there was just so much to do that seriously, every day we were doing stuff. And even a lot of the movie theaters would have like $2. There, there's a there's one movie theater not far from us where it's always $3. But oh like even the big ones, oh yeah. And they, it's really cute. It's, um, it's a place, in, it's called the Grand Theater. It's in mm -hmm. East Greenville, Pennsylvania. I know and, where that is. And I was everything to do the color purple It is such a beautiful theater. It is yes. a, I think it's 1924, if I'm not wrong, that the theater was built. And mm -hmm. the man who bought it completely restored it. Yeah, it is a gorgeous theater. It is absolutely stunning. And and he's done so much. Um, community work and other creative things to get through COVID because obviously he wasn't able to open. It's a small theater. I don't think it holds more than 200 people. And with social distancing, there's no way this guy's making a profit. <laughs> it's costing him money to be open. Mm -hmm. But um, he, he did a lot of creative things to keep that place afloat and open during COVID. And I'm happy to say that he is back to running movies and we love it there. We go there all the time, but it's kind of a hike from my house. Mm -hmm. So 
these days now that Max is older and has school and other commitments, it's a little harder to get out there. Um, cause yeah. you know, I know you won't believe this, but he's in eighth grade now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I see yeah. his pictures. He's so it's tall. He's in eighth grade. He um is a competitive swimmer. He's been I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. He's been swimming since he was about, I don't know, five or six. He started to play water polo, which may now be his new first love. Aww. Um he really seriously, it's kind of crazy weird to watch it because he's actually pretty good at it and I'm almost afraid to say that um but he, he's he wants to be the goalie and he really he does a really good job because I was like you can't be the goalie you can't do that he's like of course I can and Aww. he's in there and he's he's swatting down the balls and he's just he's actually really good and some of his teammates have told me that he's you know with with more practice and more learning how to be a goalie because he's really just started it the goalie part this year that he'd actually really be really good so who knows nice. he really likes it though wow and out here out here in the burbs we have this crazy aquatic club it's a program mm -hmm. where they start kids at like five and six years old mm -hmm. and it goes up to your senior in high school wow and the our high school team our high school has a water polo team and a swim team and they also, we share coaches with those teams. So kind of the whole program is sort of a feeder into the high school teams okay. because the coaches have sort of been coaching and grooming these kids since they were super little. And wow. now they're on the teams. And yeah, they just smash everybody. They win like, I don't know, the PIAA something every year. You should, the, the, the banners in the natatorium are crazy. I, I learned, because of Max, I learned a new word. A natatorium <laughs> is a place where you keep a pool. It's like a gymnasium. I guess you keep gyms in there, but yes, it's a place where you keep a pool. But yeah, it's just full of all kinds of, they're a really good team and if he really does stick with it you know he'll he'll be on the team oh god like in two years when he goes to high school so uh, you know. don't say that I still uh, yeah. five six it's true he was like he was like two and three and four when yeah, we went I to the please touch museum those, i can't stop seeing those cheeks those freckles yep because he started, he was five when he started kindergarten, and I think that the countdown to noon that year before that, like December before, it was the last time we were at the Please Touch Museum. Oh so he was God. like almost five, yeah. And he's like, he's as tall as me. He's he's five five, oh and uh, oh yeah, he's like a little adult. He's you know he wears men's size clothing. He wears like a man's small. Or medium, like, because you know how the kids are, they kind of like it loose and hangy. Yeah. I I know, like, yeah. In the 90s, and now that stuff is coming back. It is. It is. Oh my God. I always used to joke with my sister that I'm like, oh, they had to get it so that it fits everybody in the family because, you know, the, all those like designer stuff was so expensive mm -hmm. i'm like they got to make sure everybody has a chance to wear it so it's got to yeah. fit everybody from that's the biggest true. to the smallest <laughs> that is that is so true 
Oh my gosh. But yeah, so, you know, he keeps me busy, but we have a lot of fun still. Like even today, later on today, we're going uh, to the next town over. They're going to have a candy crawl. My oh. days of bar crawl, yeah, my days of bar crawling are over, but um, yeah, they're going to have a candy crawl. So that sounds like fun. And then we're going to something, something about jack-o'-lanterns and more candy. And it's, you know, it's Halloween. So he's kind of driving the bus today. Nice. But uh, yeah, we, we still don't let a whole lot of grass grow under us, but school really did put a cramp in my style. Yeah, so, that's true. So, I am definitely so um, I have a question. Do you think sure. you'll, do you think they're going to go back to law after he goes to after he no. buys a no. <laughs> no, no, nope, nope. I never would because I've been out so long now, and oh my gosh, they crank lawyers out of schools like. Oh my god, like water. I mean, by the thousands. There's yeah, a big true. joke. There's a big joke that, you know, go to any major city and you can't swing a handbag without hitting a lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, they're just everywhere. And, you know, I, because of the whole school loan, student loan debt situation, they're willing to work hard and they work for cheap because they got bills to pay. Yeah. Whereas I've discovered I've got other things to do with my time. And if you want me to spend it with you, you're going to have to actually compensate me for it. But yeah. honestly, I'm, I'm out of, I've been out of the loop for like 10 years now. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing what I used to do because I'm just not up on the current whatever's happened since. Yeah. And quite frankly, honestly, I always thought that, I don't know, when I was working, it used to drive me crazy that, like, I don't want to sound like Rodney Dangerfield, but I didn't get no respect. Not, yeah. not any. I mean, it was, you know, if I worked 70 hours, it was how come you didn't work 80? If I got wow. three projects done, well, how come you didn't do this one, too? There was there very little thanks. Um, my clients were a lot nicer, but at the same time, they had some serious expectations because they were paying a lot of money, not just for my services, but for the services of my firm. Yeah. And, and they, you know what, not for nothing, when they're paying bills like that, I kind of think they're entitled to a little bit of special treatment. But That's true. It was just, it's just hard. It's a hard balance. And, you know, it got to the point where, like, literally, I was getting up at six o'clock in the morning, grabbing a coffee and a roll, going to work. Um, even though it wasn't her job, bless her little heart, my secretary used to send out for lunch for me because she mm -hmm. knew I could never get away. Mm -hmm. She she was so good about it. She would she would arrange it for me, and she she really was good. And then I'd hop on a train, grab some takeout, and I'm standing over my kitchen sink at eight thirty at night eating dinner. Oh my and then God. I go to and I go to bed and I start the whole thing all over again. And, you know, weekends, if you're going to work 70 hours in a week, if you're going to bill that many hours, mm -hmm. you got to work a lot of hours. Yeah, A true. lot of hours. So I, I was working a lot of weekends. And it was fine before I got married. It was harder when I got married because my husband wanted, you know, well, to do stuff on the weekends. Yeah, he didn't so much care about home. that. You know? Well, 
and he wanted to go out and, you know, go out to dinner, go out and catch a movie or go to a ball game. He's a huge Yankee fan too. Mm-hmm. Um, or he'd want to go to Michigan for the weekend because, you know, he went to Michigan. He likes to go to football games out there. But I could never do it because I always had stuff going on. And yeah. But then when Max came along, like, forget it. It was impossible. And honestly, I tried stepping back and not working for a big firm. I tried to work for this, this guy, just this guy in a town who's a small town lawyer. And Honest to goodness, it was actually worse because wow. he, he was a real big micromanager. Oh, um, and, you know, despite the fact that I'd been out, I'd passed four bar exams. I'd worked for 10 years. I'd worked for a very prestigious law firm that, you know, despite all that, he had to see like everything that I did before he sent it out. Oh, and, and I did. I made one mistake addressing a letter. The address didn't come out on the letter and like, cause it was too big for the, you know how like in the old days there was like in Microsoft office, there were templates and, and the address that I put in didn't fit in the template. So it didn't print right. Yeah. And the letter, the letter came back and I saw it come back and I called the client. I emailed, I emailed them a copy of the letter you know, so they could see what it said. I fixed it. I fixed, I fooled around with it and put it in a new envelope to mail it so that they'd have the hard copy. But he wasn't happy with that. He wanted me to actually get in the car and drive and physically hand deliver a copy of the letter to them. Wow. And I'm looking at him like, you've got to be kidding me. This is so ridiculous I've already fixed first of all I've already fixed the problem you're wasting my time and yours and second of all like for real this is what you're gonna get upset with me for this isn't even a lawyer's thing this is you know you could hire a delivery person to do this why would you waste my time on this when I could do other things for you and finally I just got tired of the fact that he didn't trust me and I quit and I decided it was just, you know what? It was just too much. Because at that time, like I said, I had Max in, in what do you call it, daycare. Mm-hmm. And those people will scare the hell out of you. I mean, we used to sit in the, in the parking lot waiting for the very first teacher to come in. I'm dropping my kid off and I'm literally getting there. They're, they're waiting for me to close. And it was a lot of stress and it's a yeah. lot of... It wasn't fun for Max, I don't think. I don't think he enjoyed it. He used to break my heart. I mean, he's crying like crazy and I'm leaving to go to work. Oh. It, it was just it was just no way to live. You know what I mean? It wasn't worth it. And yeah. especially when I looked at what I was making versus what I was spending to put him in childcare, well, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. Yeah, it, it was just silly. It was really silly. And that's when we decided that, you know, there's so many, there was a great website. I don't think it works anymore now. There was a great website out here when he was little and it was called North Penn Under 10. And it was just full of places to go and things to do, like listings of parks and playgrounds and all kind links to library stuff. And it was just a whole 
you know, everything you could possibly do with your little kid to have fun. And we yeah. really, we relied on that a lot. And we just did. We, we had playground days. We had movie days. We'd go for ice cream. We'd go to the petting zoo. We'd go to Elmwood Park Zoo. We just did a ton of things. And uh, I think he was better off for it, to be honest with you. I think, I think he had a broader sense of... I think he know like I never sent him to, to preschool and I'm sort of on the fence about whether or not that was the right thing to do. In one way, maybe it would have been nice for him to get to know other kids who would be permanent in his life as opposed to meet this kid on Monday at the Please Touch Museum, never see him again. Meet yeah. this kid Tuesday at the library, never see them again. So maybe it would have helped him with relationship forming. I mm -hmm. don't know. But he sure did learn a lot and we mm -hmm. went a lot of places and, you know, he, even now he's very, he's like, okay, you want to go? Let's go. Let's get in the car. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's definitely adventurous and he's one of my favorite people to go out and do stuff with because he's still, he loves to learn stuff. Like even yeah. last weekend, there's a lot of historical stuff around where we are right now. And we went to one of the local historical sites where we were talking to the historian and we were chatting about, there's a house that's across the street from us that was built in 1735. And while we know that it was used as a field hospital during the Revolutionary War, we've, mm -hmm. started, quest we've started questioning whether or not it was a stop on the Underground ra Railroad oh. because of some things. There are some things about the house. There's no proof that it is, but there's no proof that it isn't. But we were talking to the historians about that kind of activity in this area of the country. And, you know, he's carrying on this conversation and, and mm -hmm. he has no problems with he's, you know, he did the treasure hunt over the, they'd had a cipher hunt or something. Yeah. He's always, he's just always up to participate and do whatever. So I, I really, I like to think that all of our crazy traveling when he was little made him like that. <coughs> but he's, he's a, he's a really bright kid. I mean, geez, they skipped him a grade. They put wow. him up another, they, that's why he's an eighth grader. And they put him up another grade in, in math. So he's taken, you know, he's taking high school math as an eighth grader. He's a pretty smart little whipper. And so I'm not feeling bad about the basic education I gave him. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's interesting to just sit back and like watch him now. Cause I'm like, I can't believe this person is, he's really smart. He's smarter than me that. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, okay, but he's really smart and it's really it's it's a very cool thing to know that you know I did that and you did that you guys at the museum taught him so much yeah oh my gosh well you're very sweet <laughs> I mean uh, honestly we had everyone was so kind and patient and would answer questions and explain things and I you don't find that a lot. Everybody's in such a hurry yeah. or, you know, go away, kid. You're bugging me. I got stuff to do. It's, 
it, I think he was very fortunate. He was very fortunate to have been where he was when he was, and me too. And you know what? Honestly, I don't, I don't regret having given up being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I definitely would never go back. There are things I would do. I mean, through all this crazy, crazy volunteering, mm-hmm. there's lots of things that I think I could probably do when I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, right now, right now I'm the treasurer for our middle school, which is mm-hmm. very interesting because I don't really have a financial background, but you know, it's all yeah. good. Um, but oh. you know, I did, I learned how to do a lot of things, I, you know, and I met a lot of people, which I think was the best part of the volunteering. Mm-hmm. You meet a lot of people um, yeah. and you really feel connected and involved. And I think that when I'm ready, I'll have a couple of different options. I'm not looking, I'm not looking for a big career anymore. I'm maybe mm-hmm. looking for just something to pass the time with. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we do have, it looks like we got like maybe three or four minutes left. So um, you, you just brought up something really interesting to me. Like if you could go back and okay. do something different, um, what would you be? If I could go back and be something totally different, I would probably either be a nurse or a teacher. Mm-hmm. Probably a teacher because I'm really not good with blood. I like the idea of nursing. Yeah, me too. A couple of years ago, my husband had a double bypass, and and I have to be honest, I did a lot. Of, they were lovely, 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 lovely ladies, but they were certainly very thankful that I was there like almost all the time helping to do all the, I need my pillow fluffed, I need this, I need that, whatever. Aww. You know, that, that part of nursing I could do, the actual, like... Let me sew that up for you. Yeah, no, that's just not, no. So um, I get like a, like maybe a nursing helper or something, but I think I would have made a good teacher, honestly. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of sorry that I didn't do that. Um, I like kids. I like, I really do actually. I I think they're fascinating. Um, One of the ladies that I just met, She's the secretary. She's the school secretary at home and school to my treasurer. She has a daughter who's autistic and kind of nonverbal, but I've met her, I don't know, three or four times at this point, the last time being yesterday. And she actually came over and gave me a hug. And I'm like, wow, I didn't expect that. And her mom's like, well, she's a pretty good judge of people. She'll almost, she knows she knows who's like on the money and who's not. And I, I just, I somehow, I don't know. I like to connect with the kids. I really, I think they're fascinating. I think they have different ideas than I do. Mm-hmm. Please, dear God, they steer this world in a better direction than oh, my generation so. has. <laughs> I, I, I really, I, I, I have a lot of faith in these kids. I know they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. I know that they get in trouble. We have problems with, you know, all these crazy TikTok challenges. And yeah. we've, we've had a lot of, 
we've had a lot of problems here in the burbs with kids being destructive and getting into trouble. And I've seen it myself. I've, I've watched them get kicked out of the grocery store for, you know, poking holes in the tomatoes and shredding the lettuce. And I know that a lot of the store owners won't let them in around here because they're just destructive and they steal stuff. But, you yeah. know, I think that's the few, not the many. That's true. Um, they're the ones who, you know, they're the ones making the trouble. So they're the ones yelling the loudest. Mm -hmm. All the good kids are busy with their heads down doing, you know, scouts and marching band and sports and, you know, all kinds of other things, good things. I know a yeah. lot of kids who... Yeah, I have one girlfriend whose daughter makes homemade ice cream, and when she sells it, she donates the proceeds to a nursing home. Yeah. Um, so many good kids. And a lot of them are working, too, and they're doing their homework. And yeah. they're working too hard to make a lot of noise. But yeah. I have a when I talk to them, it's kind of amazing how intelligent and perceptive most of them are. And they know what's going on in the world, even though maybe their teachers or their parents aren't necessarily telling them. That's a huge problem we're having out here with yes. school boards and parents behaving so badly. That's it, true. It, it's so embarrassing. As, a, as an adult, as a parent, it is unbelievable to me that these people are acting this way in a public forum. That's true. Uh, Sandy? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So, um, I think we probably have about 30 seconds left. So I think I'm, okay, I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. Okay. I just wanted to cut off over here. <laughs>is about the big moments. It's the details in the all-new 2022 Grand Wagoneer that makes the small moments truly special. Take joy in American premium design with available walnut trims and technology like the available 23-speaker Macintosh reference entertainment system and with seating for up to eight, no detail is overlooked because it's the details that make every journey grand. The Grand Wagoneer, Grand Adventures Return. Wagoneer is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.